around there somewhere. When Jesus says, if you are presenting your offering there before the altar, in other words, you are coming to God, presenting something to God, and there remember that your brother has something against you. He says, stop. Don't continue. I'm paraphrasing. Don't continue with the offering of the gift, but first go be reconciled to your brother. In other words, he put such a premium, and this is Jesus talking, red letter edition, Jesus talking. He put such a premium on relationships with us amongst each other that he says, before you come to God, you get things right with each other. And right here, we see that things were so bad in the Corinthian church that people were weak, they were sick, and many of them or a number of them were dying prematurely. And it was judgment because of the way they were treating each other. And so one thing we want to do, excuse me, as we take communion together, we do want to examine ourselves. We want to examine ourselves, get things right so that we do not have to be chastened by the Lord. But this is a serious deal. And, you know, Greg, uh, he mentioned the scriptures, I believe it was last week or the week before. That Jesus says, unless you forgive your brother, neither will I forgive you. And that's not a scripture that you hear mentioned a lot. That's a very hard scripture. Forgiveness is one of the most important principles in the New Testament. Because judgment or bitterness and unforgiveness is one of the worst prisons that you can have. Remember the story of the, of the servant who owed his king millions of dollars. And the king was about to put him in jail. I believe this is Matthew chapter 18. I'm paraphrasing. And he begged for mercy, and the, and the king had mercy on him and forgave him. And then this servant was released, and he went out and found somebody who owed him about 50 or or $100. And he's going to throw him in jail. And the, and the guy that owed him the money, he begged for mercy, says, please, I will pay it back. But he didn't show mercy to him. And then people went back and told the king what had happened. And he called this man back, and he says, I've forgiven you so much, and you could not forgive This little bit, so to speak. And it was a picture of showing us how we have such a huge debt before God, our sin. And there's no way we can pay it back. There's nothing we can do to make it right. It's only through his forgiveness, through the blood of Jesus, that we are made right. But yet we have offenses with our brothers and our sisters. And in comparison, it's nothing. And God gives us the example that we, just as we've been forgiven, we need to extend forgiveness. And I know this is something that many of us have heard over and over and over. And the danger part of it is we can become callous to it. It can become cliche. Forgive. Oh, yeah, I forgive. I know. I, I've forgiven. And towards the end of that story, it shows that the man who would not forgive, he was thrown in prison turned over to the tormentors. And Jesus said something interesting. He says, so will my father do to those who do not forgive from their heart. Now that's a hard story to understand. I mean, it's pretty harsh, isn't it? But we can't ignore it and pretend like it's not there. In other words, when you allow yourself to hold on to resentment and unforgiveness, you will be tormented. Did you hear that? You will be tormented. I'm sure many of us have heard this saying, when you hold on forgiveness towards somebody, it's like you drinking poison and expecting them to die. 
It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But when we hold unforgiveness towards somebody, that's what we're doing. We're, we think that we are punishing our brother because I'm not going to I'll show him. I won't forgive him. And this is a serious thing. And you know, the awesome, wonderful thing that we can be reminded of every single day is because of the blood of Jesus, I'm forgiven. I am clean. I am in right standing before God. I thank God for what he's done for me. And the Bible says that when I sin, if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And that verse was written for the Christians. And in the same way, you know, so to speak, you know, Candy felt like the Lord was giving her this word this week that, you know, God has wiped the slate clean concerning us. We are clean. And he wants us to wipe the slate clean, clean towards each other. He wants to wipe the slate clean. Start all over. And so what we need to do, and, and I'm specifically talking amongst one another, our brothers and sisters here in this body. You may have offenses. You may have frustrations, judgments towards somebody. It's time to wipe the slate clean. Because if we want to move together corporately in prayer and engage and run after and receive and embrace and run in what God has for us, we have to get it right with each other. And we know the promise of the Lord that when brethren dwell together in unity, God commands his blessing there. Amen. Some of us are dealing with health issues because of resentment and bitterness. Plain and simple. Precedence is right there in Scripture. He says some of you are weak and sickly and die prematurely. And the context is the relationship or the, the dysfunction of the relationship, how they were judging one another. And just as important it is to forgive someone. If I have bitterness against my wife and I say, okay, I forgive her. I also need to repent of the judgment that I've made against her. It's a two-sided coin. I have to repent or forgive her and repent of the judgment that I've made towards her. And so that's what we need to do. Not only forgive, but repent of the judgment in my heart towards this person. God's the one who's the judge. Amen. And this doesn't mean that if someone has done something against you, that it's okay. That doesn't mean it's okay. Please do not misunderstand forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't saying what you did was okay. Because that's not right. If they sinned against you, it is not okay. But God is the one who will take care of the judgment. God is the one who will deal with that person. We are not the ones to be the judge. If you hold yourself in judgment, it will rot your bones out. The bitterness will eat you alive. You'll be turned over to the tormentors. You forgive, repent of judgment. You can live in peace regardless of what that other person does. If they never repent, if they never seek to get it right, you can still live in peace in the grace of God. Amen. One thing I appreciate about what Greg's been sharing, he's been talking about phileo love versus agape love. And as he mentioned, we need both. It's not we trade one in for the other. Matter of fact, we're going to have we're going to walk in phileo, but phileo is limited. We can only go so far in our phileo, but thank God for his agape love. 
which has been shed abroad in our hearts. In other words, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have the ability to walk in agape. Is that right, Greg? And that's what we need to engage in when we're talking about forgiveness. We need to allow the agape of God to flow through us towards other people, towards each other. And imagine with me, imagine this church walking in total and learning to walk in continual forgiveness with one another. Because the offenses are going to happen. Okay, let's just get that out in the open. The offenses are going to happen. We're going to mess up. I'm going to say something stupid and hurt your feelings. Or I'm going to neglect to forget about something and do something wrong. It's going to happen. Okay, so go ahead and forgive me now for all the things. So we're going to mess up. That's not the issue. It's how we handle the mess ups. It's how we handle the offenses. And imagine us choosing to grab a hold of the agape, walk in it and walk in forgiveness with one another. Imagine what God will do through this church. Imagine. Imagine what he will do in your lives individually as a family and then corporately. And imagine how powerful his presence will be able to dwell in our midst. Amen. So I'm going to ask those to come up who are going to help uh, distribute the communion elements.